0: okay shall we shall we attempt like an intro or something
1: yes yes we shall
0: don't be a dick don't be a dick yeah.
1: <gasps> oh man <my. laughs> sorry i behave myself it's not an episode without a bit of boob squeezing <laughs>
0: I'm Sister Alaskalot
1: and I'm Sister Babushka
0: and this is Utter Nonsense. The show we pour a cup of boiling hot tea and we utter whatever nonsense pops into our heads. There's plenty of it.
1: So much. And this, as you can maybe tell by now, is a laid-back chat between friends.
0: And we release a brand new episode on the first day of the month every single month. So keep an eye on us and subscribe to get updates.
1: It was weird that that was all done in a morning cake.
0: It, it is weird. Should we should we do a second attempt or are we just happy with that one? Maybe we're getting better.
1: Maybe we've lost our nonsense.
0: Here's sister Joan when you need her. <laughs> she's here. She's here. She's made it. Sister Joan,
1: bring back the nonsense. <laughs> ah, Sister Joan. <laughs> she gave me a good
0: non-flap. Oh, going to punch you in the face.
1: I hope that was to her, not me.
0: <laughs> it was to her. I'm on your side to protect you. I'll, I'll, like, slap her face with my flag.
1: Oh, well, that's her now.
0: <laughs> I like a light. Peace and quiet at last.
1: <laughs> Finally, she never shuts up, I tell you that. It drives me mad living with Sister
0: Joan. I've heard she could be quite the handful. Ooh. <laughs> so, Sister Bibushka, what do you want to talk about
1: today? Well, today, Sister Alaska, I'd like to talk about all fall of capitalism. <laughs> it's a very heavy topic, sister. <laughs>
0: Well, I think that's what the people want. (laughs) That's what all the fans have been demanding, and we live to serve. (laughs) Every episode, they're like, Babushka, why do you not talk about the fall of capitalism? And I'm like, you know what, we will. I would have thought uh, Babushka would have a little bit more to say on the fall of communism. It was a great time. (laughs) I'm sad it ended. (laughs)
1: Hmm, okay, okay. Let's try that once more and pick a more exciting topic.
0: So, Sister Bibushka, what would you like to talk about today? Okay, hey, Sister Alaska,
1: I thought it would be really nice, since it is coming up for Pride season, for us to chat about what our first Pride was like.
0: Woohoo! Oh, that's a very exciting topic And of course when this episode goes out It will be Pride season So come all prepared <laughs> Can you tell Can you tell I like Pride season
1: No, you look so well How could you keep that from me
0: I mean, I'm going to be honest Rainbows are probably Like, rainbow is my favourite colour So yes, I'm very excited to talk about Pride and in particular reminiscing about the first Pride that we attended as sisters because it was a particularly lovely one and probably to this day is still one of my favourites, if not the favourites.
1: Yes, I I think this is part of these conversations that we've warned people about before where we have both been there together and so we can keep going, oh yeah, we did this together um, but share our different perspectives on how it went as both our first outing as sisters to Pride.
0: So I think some of the things that we are going to talk about then are not just what the pride was, but, you know, our experience of it, given that we were so new to the order at the time, Um, you know, how we felt, how it was, you know, interacting with the community, which was still very, very new to us. And just general impressions, excitements, all the things. Oh, the things. <laughs> and I'm sure we've got plenty of photos that we can insert into various bits as well, so people can can see our lovely little baby nun faces. <laughs>
1: I mean, if it's a Pride, there's going to be photos of us somewhere, isn't there?
0: Pretty much guaranteed as a sister, if, if you go outside to Pride, there will be photos taken. You stand out a fair bit, even at a Pride march. so <laughs> There will be photos and we love them.
1: <laughs> I didn't just wake up looking like
0: this. It takes
1: effort. I want at least one photo.
0: All this on my face for nothing.
1: <laughs> so then, Sister Alaska, would you like to introduce us to what our first Pride as sisters was?
0: So our first Pride as sisters happened very early on in our sister journey, didn't it? In fact, we were still postulants at the time. Yes, back in the pre-pandemic days as well. I'm trying to remember what manifests we did before that, because it would have been one of our very earliest ones. It wasn't the very first one, but it wasn't far off it. Yeah,
1: We'd had the the sort of coffee morning was our very first one. And then I think we'd had, was it maybe one more? Or this one? Because obviously it was quite uh, early mm-hmm. in the pride calendar. Um, I've, I've just we-
0: checked. Yes. So we'd had a couple of different manifests. You, as far as I'm aware, had two manifests. Before this Pride So this was your third manifest For me it was my fourth Because I had done an extra one Mm. Which wasn't that exciting I just, I put on a face And I went outside (laughs) It was also my first time I think getting ready by myself Or maybe the second And that felt weird Because I didn't know What I was doing (laughs) And look at us now So yeah We'd only had like Two or three manifests Before this Pride happened So we were still Very, very fresh-faced As fresh faces you can be with white paint on. (laughs) Very new, had no idea what we were doing.
1: (laughs) Like babes lost in the woods.
0: Lost in amongst the pride flags.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Winter everywhere, but nobody else to see. So yeah, it it was fairly early on going out to this Pride. I I definitely felt apprehensive going, considering I'd had very few sort of notches under my belt, as it were. But I think that was just partly due to how many opportunities we had to manifest before Pride season came along. But it was nice having somebody else that was also in the same position as me coming along.
0: Yes, in fact, there was three postulants that day. So there was three of us who were... All very new, because we'd all joined, you know, not that far apart from each other. And so I think we were probably all really nervous. Was it postulant Vagiola's first manifest?
1: I think so.
0: Yeah, I remember when we were getting ready, you know, the other postulant Vagiola, she didn't actually have the correct headgear, because it was so early in the process that hadn't been organised yet. And there was like a makeshift scarf thing that happens instead, which did the job. (laughs) do the job just fine so yeah I think that might have been their very first manifest ever with the sisters probably even more exciting (laughs) than it was for us
1: exciting and terrifying
0: (laughs) and we had uh, one black veil with us to
1: try and (laughs) negotiate us through (laughs) one black veil wrangling three weird postulants oh what could go wrong (laughs)
0: <laughs> three is—it's like having three excitable, bright-eyed children <laughs> who've been let loose with glitter.
1: <laughs> one of the many times I would spill glitter in that black house while getting oh, ready. That's
0: right, it went everywhere.
1: <laughs> but the lid's fault; it
0: wasn't mine. Uh, that maybe just attests to how nervous we were. I was particularly nervous because not only was it my first pride to a sister, but it was my first pride ever. I had never been to one. Before that, so I genuinely had no idea what to expect.
1: It was not my first. <laughs> <laughs> I'd had some previous experience going to prides um, as a as a civilian, shall we say. So yeah, I, I had rough ideas of what at least what pride in Edinburgh would look like and what it looks like in Glasgow. But I'm aware that those are bigger cities, so you know a lot more happens. So I imagined it would be something maybe
0: similar to that. But
1: yeah. Not knowing how to interpret that while going as a sister, uh, that was a definitely new experience.
0: Mm -hmm. And what's really interesting is that this one that we went to, um, our our first one as sisters, was actually a smaller Pride. So it wasn't one of the big ones in one of the main cities. It was in East Lothian in Scotland. And it was a different format. So you didn't have like there was no march involved in this one. It was basically like a garden party in glorious sunshine. Like, it's really, really lovely. And I have since learned that smaller prides often do have this very different feel to them, a real community vibe. And they're so, I don't know, I can't think of the words. There's just something so much more intimate about them. Yeah, they're lovely to go to. People are very kind. I mean, they are other prides as well, but... <laughs> When you've got crowds of thousands and thousands of people, it's much harder to interact with them all. At a smaller pride, you get that interaction. You really feel like you're more involved in the community. So as a sister, they're actually really lovely to go to.
1: Yeah. I think I think part of that is obviously because you've got less people there. So you you obviously see a lot more people close up and you're not pushing through thousands of people. So yeah, I did feel that sort of closeness as well when we were there. And just the setting off it, obviously being a garden party in the area that we were at, that obviously also gives it a more community feel, almost like a gallery um, that you sometimes see around the country happening as well.
0: Yeah, it was basically held at, um, I don't know how to describe it. It was held at something that's like a, a big old house, which would have had, you know, large gardens roundabout. And the event was taking place in the gardens and there was like several sections so they could split it up into different types of activities. And so it gave it a very different feel to walking, you know, through the streets at a Pride Parade in your main city, which is also an amazing experience, but a very different experience. And I think the the smaller Pride atmosphere was probably a nice introduction to Pride as a sister. It felt much more manageable.
1: Yeah, I I think there would have been a complete different feel um, and obviously a lot more (laughs) nerves as well if we'd went and been thrown in at the deep end of like Edinburgh, Glasgow Pride, where you've got thousands of people watching you. Meanwhile, this was a nice couple hundred and
0: it was very nice, (laughs) chill. (laughs) It was really, really lovely. And the weather that day was particularly good. Like, it was spectacular sunshine. It was warm. Scotland's not always that warm. <laughs> so, you know, this was a particularly good day. People are lacing around on the grass and having picnics. And it was, you couldn't have asked for anything better, really. Best pride. Best pride. <laughs> One of the memories from that day that sticks in my mind the most is the reception we got when we first arrived, because I had never experienced that as a sister.
1: Oh, yes. Um, Are you remembering the same person who, like, cheered as soon as we walked through the archway to the estate?
0: Yeah, (laughs) literally cheering and clapping. woohoo! Yeah, (laughs) they were just that pleased to see us.
1: I mean, if you're going to make an entrance, you've got to have somebody like that standing ready for you. And it was, yeah, such an entrance. <laughs> I think everyone else heads at that point in the garden of around, sort of turned around to see what was going on.
0: Honestly, if I could track them down, I would take them with me to every pride because I need that entrance every time.
1: <laughs> Anytime you go anywhere, just have them stationed up ahead of you. Just walk in. Like,
0: woo! I think it really set the tone for the kind of reception that we were going to get throughout that event. People were just so pleased to see us. We were welcomed with open arms. We had so many lovely conversations and that was just the first of many because obviously the person cheering for us, we had to stop and say hello, right? <laughs> yeah, it was. it was just, it set the tone for the day.
1: Yeah, I think it was really nice to start that off and then going round when we wandered to stalls that were set up around the garden and when we just walked around the garden having a look at what was available. Just like the amount of smiles or people saying hello and wanting a quick chat or just even to get a wee quick picture. And um, it was, yeah, it was a really lovely tone to be set that continued throughout the day of just everyone being really welcome and inviting. And not just with us, but with each other as well, because it was a really friendly atmosphere that I think everyone was being well received. It was just obviously the most fabulous people got the best reception.
0: I have the photo of us um, from when we were ready and we hadn't left the house yet. And... Looking at that always brings back really lovely memories for me because it reminds me of like when we, you know, we just got ready. We went there and that kind of first moments when we arrived as well. Oh, look how young we look. (laughs) (laughs) What else did we do?
1: I remember we went around to stalls, and we sort of chatted to the different organisations that were there and we got to learn a bit more about what they were doing for the community and some of them knew who we were. And some of them were not quite sure about the sisters. So it was a real opportunity for us to learn as postulants at the time, listening to the Black veil vale talking about what the sisters do and how we communicate that out to people that are interested in learning what we do. So that was a really informative experience.
0: Yeah, I remember that was one of the first things we did, actually. We arrived, we just kind of generally got the feel of our surroundings. And then we instantly went over to the stalls and started talking to different people and kind of doing that community networking stuff. And yes, likewise, as a postulant, I hadn't memorised the the pattern, the explanation of who we are and what we do. And so getting to hear that, you know, several times over as we talked to different groups of people was really, really helpful and started to kind of embed it into me as well
1: also yay we got some free merch so many badges
0: (laughs) one of our favorite things and one of my favorite things anyway at uh prides is getting free free badges there's there's a bit of a collection happening (laughs) and yeah that was probably the first event that i'd been to where someone offered us badges and i was like i've got all this space and no badges yet yes please (laughs) They're brilliant. They, you know, ones about different pronouns or with different types of pride flags um, or, you know, for different good causes. And every badge, I think, has a meaning behind it. And so you end up with this tapestry of badges, which is basically your journey as a sister and things that were important to you along the way. Quite nice. So, yeah, going around the stalls was was a really great experience. And I think there were even a few stall members there who were members of the Order, but um, not from our house, from another house. I'm sure there was at least one Glasgow person there who was a postulant in their mission at the time.
1: There had also been, I think there was one stall person who'd also been um, from the US who'd obviously seen the sisters across the pond and was pleasantly surprised to also find us here um, in Scotland. <laughs>
0: that's right yeah (laughs) it's really nice when you come across other people who've got connections with the sisters as well and finding out about the different services that are being offered to the community different things that are available because then we can talk to other people about them as well and help spread that awareness and knowledge
1: I think I walked away with the same amount of badges as I did like leaflets from all the stalls that's
0: right I I ended up with a bag full of leaflets. And then after that, I think we kind of went through to the main garden and started looking around at some of the stuff was there because they had a stage with performers of, of different types. They had, was it Pink Soul Tower, I think, had their display where they had all the dates of all the different prides and you could find out about all the other things that were happening, which was really good. And for some reason, we took a particular liking to a little donut van, which had like a... <laughs> <laughs> fake like donuts outside it that we all pretended to bite and thought that was a hilarious. Photo we we were just being kids.
1: <laughs> Who doesn't love donuts? Oh, and don't forget, we also had that really lovely um, sort of throne seat garden piece thing that they had, and we all had to get a photo on that.
0: Oh yes, as we were exploring the garden, the best find was that throne, and of course. As sisters, even as newbies, couldn't pass up the photo opportunity. <laughs> and what's even better is that we found a photographer who wanted, like, they, they saw us at the throne and instantly went, Can I take a picture of her? We're like, Absolutely. <laughs> Let us just get our poses on.
1: <laughs> I think we looked absolutely gorgeous doing that.
0: We did. Probably still one of my favourite photos of us as sisters, even though it's so old now. It was just, I don't know, we all looked fabulous. The throne was fabulous. It was a really, yeah, (laughs) great picture, great memories. (laughs) And of course, we all took turns sitting and posing on the throne as well. (laughs) We had a lot of fun. We must have spent like half an hour at least there.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's not worth it unless you've got a little bit of vanity going on spending some time there, eh?
0: What do we do for the rest of the day?
1: I remember we sat for a while um, watching the the different performances happening on that stage. So I think at some point there was a Bon Jovi sort of singer. And yes, there was also fabulous drag performance going on as well at one point.
0: I remember the Bon Jovi act. Oh, my goodness. Yes. (laughs) We were all singing along at the top of our voices. Whether or not anyone there was very good, there was definitely a lot of passion. I think everyone was just having fun, having this great big sing-along, really, weren't they? <laughs> we're all sitting there on the grass at that point, in the sunshine, having a picnic, and singing along to some Bon Jovi. What more could you want from a pride?
1: <laughs> but it wasn't all fun and games, Alaska. No. While well, we were there, sitting in the grass, enjoying ourselves in the sun, dancing, laughing, having fun, <laughs> frolicking. I was assaulted. A small child ran up to me and rubbed their face against
0: mine, smearing my makeup. Oh, it's one of the worst crimes against a sister. Never smear the makeup. (laughs) Took me three and a half hours to do this.
1: (laughs) Maybe it was just a critique on how my skills were at the time, which
0: was still still new, still fair enough. I mean, to be fair, the... The wee girl, I think, was just so excited and thought you were the most amazing thing ever. <laughs> well, I was the favourite out of the four of us there. You were absolutely was... the favourite. <laughs> she just wanted all your glitter. She wanted to share in your, your magnificence. And I do remember the game of, are you a boy or are you a girl? For some reason, she insisted on in going around each of us and asking and then trying to guess, even though all of us said, well, we're nuns, darling, we're
1: nuns. <laughs> Non-binary.
0: <laughs> non-binary. <laughs> I'm non-binary.
1: <laughs> it, w- it was lovely that we had a fan, and um, even as young as that child was. But yes, I could have, I, I would have happily applied makeup to her face if she had asked, without smearing my
0: own. <laughs> consent is sexy, and even children should be learning about asking for consent for things before you accost them. <laughs> <laughs> and steal their face glitter.
1: <laughs> I mean, I know my smeared face looked probably as good as my face was before this smearing, but still, that's not the point.
0: It was nice to have our first fan, though. I mean, admitted, there was a little bit of you the, that was like, yeah, I've got a fan.
1: We appreciated, yes. I, I, I only remember the story in jest the horror I felt that my makeup was ruined. I <laughs> <laughs> very dare she. <laughs> spent hours working on this, please, not the face, anywhere but the face.
0: And that was not the last time we would see her either. She does appear in later stories too.
1: <laughs> Fan that follows me through the prime. Not creepy at all. <laughs> No, not creepy that this child is stalking me at all
0: What else happened? Oh, I also remember that uh, after we'd been accosted And after we'd sat and enjoyed some of the entertainment We got up and started milling around again And we ended up being invited into the VIP room in the house itself That was very exciting With the offer of, I think, sandwiches and cakes (laughs) And a cup of tea
1: So many cupcakes
0: it was very nice of them to invite us. They they recognize us as the stars we are. <laughs> or it might have been because one of the organizers was a friend. <laughs> I mean, either way.
1: <laughs> no, no. They they realized our potential. That's the story I'm sticking with.
0: <laughs> Sister Babishka, you're the biggest star of us all.
1: <laughs> I'm the biggest something, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for one of our earliest manifests, it was a particularly nice one.
1: Ah, it was all right.
0: <laughs> and I would say it's probably my favourite prize that I've ever been to. And I don't know if I'm biased just because it was my first one like ever, ever, but it was a particularly nice one. I would totally do it again. Let's do it again.
1: <laughs> Once we're allowed to actually mingle in person again. But no, I think, yeah, I've been to a few prides before, but I felt that was a really close sort of net one, which was quite nice. And yeah, it was, I think it definitely ranks in my, sort of top couple of prides I've been to as well, just because it was so, it was chillax. And, you know, after feeling the stress of, oh, first time a sister, oh, what's this going to be like? But going with fellow sisters and having a really enjoyable time, being welcomed by the community and getting to engage with people and learn what they're doing, teach them what we're doing, having a bit of fun. I mean, I think that's one of the things that's key to Pride is just going and enjoying yourself, which I think we did quite well.
0: Mm-hmm. And I would definitely encourage people to go along to small local Prides that are in their area. I mean, the, the big ones lots of fun as well. But if you do have small community events that are happening close to you, they're really lovely. And I've been to other small ones since. They've all got this really lovely, intimate atmosphere. They're definitely worth going along to and supporting them and supporting your local community.
1: Not everyone has the ability to come from wherever in Scotland or wherever else you're watching this from over to the big city, you know, the capital city. And it's nice to have those other prides that are closer to home and actually reflect your community more than what you get when you go to the big city and view those prides. So, yeah, I think it's definitely and I think it was was it East Lothian Pride? It was maybe the second or third time it was happening? I think it was quite a young Pride compared to some of them that we've been to.
0: Yes, I think it may even have been its first time. I think they'd they done something the year before, but it wasn't actually a Pride event. This was the first time, I think, I would have to double check. I, th- I think it was the first time they were doing an actual you know, public Pride Festival essentially and sadly the the year after that was 2020 and of course no Prides happened in person in 2020 which is such a shame because they were they were gearing up to do you know the the same thing again essentially Uh, it was all looking really exciting and then that was scuppered so they were very quiet over last year and I know that in that time they've also suffered some real losses as well Um, so two of their key People involved in organising prides passed away last year, which is terribly sad. So I think the the people who are left are really dedicated to bringing it back and making it something special and keeping the original vision going. And I, I really do wish them all the best because honestly, I would love to go along and support them again anytime, anytime.
1: <laughs> you can buck and bet we'll be back there supporting them as soon as
0: Absolutely, yep. <laughs> That was our last outing as postulants properly because we elevated at our next manifest.
1: Yeah, we were quick on the go.
0: (laughs) We were at the beginning. (laughs) Yeah, so now that I think about it, yeah, that pride, it was our first pride as sisters, but also we elevated at our very next manifest, which was a pride in one of the big cities. So it was a very different event. Amazing, but um, in very different ways.
1: It, it was very nice having that first pride as sisters. And technically our last event is postulance. <laughs> but yeah, it was a really nice way to dovetail that part of our journey um, as sisters, and um, while also only dipping our toe in the water of what we were going to do activism-wise and achieving events-wise. So it was a nice dichotomy.
0: I'm really glad that we did such a lovely small Pride first before going to a big Pride as well. I felt that for me personally, it really helped me find my feet a little bit and understand more about what we were doing before I was properly thrown into the deep end.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because I think it was nice to have all of my manifesto were quite small, 10 to 50 people, to maybe a couple hundred people. And it was nice just having those early events and that first pride to really ease us into that sister role before going into that deep end of thousands of people everywhere knowing what we do because we're a regular staple, which is slightly terrifying. So yeah, having that warm up almost and that way to really engage with the community in a personal setting.
0: I think it's particularly terrifying when everyone else knows what you do, but you don't know what you do yet. <laughs>
1: The takeaway here is that support your local Prides um, and make sure you get to go out and actually engage with your local community, not just in, you know, Pride, but just in general to really be a part of that scene and have your voice heard and represented in your area is one thing that I took away from this event was that because of how close it felt, it was really nice to see that it wasn't, oh, too much of a melting pot like Edinburgh has everything under the sun, but it actually reflected... The East Lothian community and what the people there wanted out of Pride, which was really nice.
0: Yeah, and I think it's even more important at the moment when you know, we're not able to have these physical events anymore. Um, A a lot of these organisations are still active. They're still doing things online and it's maybe not as visible as it once was. So you actually, you know, make sure you go and you you check out their website, check out their social media and see what they're up to and what you can get involved in as well. A lot of them are doing, you know, online events where you can participate as well. Uh, So I would definitely encourage, you know, continuing to support them and engage with them through this period.
1: And Sister Joan wanted to add that always try and snag a free donut if people love you at an event.
0: Or a free badge. (laughs) Just snag those freebies. Sister Joan is all about the freebies.
1: (laughs) You know her too well. So, Sister Alaska, I think we've had a lovely conversation about what our first Pride um, Manifesting as Sisters was. And reflecting on how wholesome that was being on such a close-knit event where we got to really engage with the community and also dip our toes into the water of what our sister activism was going to be about.
0: Lovely conversation. <laughs> sorry.
1: <coughs> I'm sorry I sort of stumbled <laughs> chat.
0: No, you're right. I did. I, it, it's a topic that I really love because it was such an enjoyable event and it's really nice just occasionally you know reminiscing about what a nice day we had and the people that we met um yeah so I've I've really enjoyed this one and I, I always enjoy um any opportunity to get my rainbows out <laughs> that's not as dirty as you thought it was no 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 <laughs> I know what you're thinking <laughs> I'm left speechless that you judge my character so. I know Sister Joan is judging you from the sidelines too.
1: (laughs) She just does it right to my face. She doesn't judge from the (laughs) sidelines. But yes, I think, and it was nice to have this conversation especially where now it's pride season and a lot of the prides that are happening this year will again be online just due to keeping everyone safe and making sure that everyone in the community has a way to participate without putting themselves at risk so I think it's really good to engage with these small pride events as well as the bigger ones online as well as in person and yeah having this time to reminisce and remember the good times and look forward to the times where we can meet up and create havoc all over again in person um is pretty nice too
0: celebrate good times come on that was no. my only contribution
1: <laughs> such valued input valued input
0: i know so profound every time i open my mouth so
1: what will we be talking about next time sister alaska
0: so next time we wanted to chat a little bit about um, a bit of a hot topic, actually, in the community at the moment around the use of uh, chosen names and pronouns. And this is something that really impacts on the trans and non-binary community anyone who doesn't fit into the, the binary spectrum you know this is something that's really important to them and of course as we know trans people are, are having to fight really hard for the rights at the moment and this is just one small aspect of, of that larger topic but I feel it's quite an important one to talk about you know why it's important and how it impacts on people's lives.
1: Yeah, it it definitely feels like it's something that a lot of people online uh, at the moment are discussing. So it will be really interesting to chat around that and talk about how we can be better allies to friends, family and people in the wider community overall as well. Thank you to all two of you that have been watching along with us today. We, we hope you've enjoyed today's episode and please don't forget to check us out. Obviously, like, subscribe and comment um, wherever you've been watching us or listening to us, if you've been listening as a podcast. And make sure to check us both out in our social media profiles. You'll find them in the links below.
0: If you've been watching us on YouTube today, please remember to like, subscribe and hit the bell notification so you get notified of when we release our latest episodes. And of course, we have a brand new Patreon. So if you'd be interested in supporting us with the running costs for this channel and our podcast, please, please do check out the link in the description and come support us there. And you'll get some nice extra bits and pieces there too. Did we do the thing?
1: I think we did the thing.
0: We did the thing.
1: We did the thing.
0: We did the thing. 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 With rainbows!
1: Well, one of us did the thing with rainbows. One just looks like they've been drowned.
0: I have enough rainbows to make up for both of us.
1: Thanks again for listening to this episode of Utter Nonsense. We do hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed making it. If you did enjoy, please do subscribe as new episodes are released at the start of every month. And if you have the timer so inclined, please do like and leave us a review on whatever platform that you are listening to this podcast on, as it really does help us reach new members out there. We do also have a Patreon that is now available, where if you subscribe to that, you can get behind-the-scenes bonus content and extra clips, all the extra nonsense that you could ever want. And if you can't wait until the next episode, we do recommend that you check out both the Sister Alaska and Sister Babushka's social medias and see what they're getting up to in between filming episodes of this utter nonsense. And just a reminder, any views and opinions expressed by anyone on this show today are completely their own and are not made on behalf of anyone else or any other organisation. And everything is meant in good faith and humour. So, hope you have a lovely rest of the day. And thank you for listening. And we will catch you in the next episode of Auto Nonsense.